Yo, yo, what up, though? It's your girl, Ortandia, and you are tuning in to your absolute most favorite podcast. None other than House of Ortandia. Duh. <laughs> How are you? Happy Juneteenth to my fellow uh, black people out there. Happy Juneteenth. What did you do to celebrate? I called off of work. I was not going to work today. No, ma'am. <laughs> Anyway, girl, let's jump right into it. Let's jump right into it because we have got to talk, okay? First of all, people, stay out of the Dominican Republic. Stay your behind out of the Dominican Republic. What is with people? Every week some we find out that somebody has died at some resort in the DR. But then the next week somebody goes and then they die. And then some the following week somebody else will go and they'll die. So what what is the thought process? Somebody got you got to make this make sense to me. What is the thought process behind 9 10 people have died in the DR at various resort, resort resorts, sorry. 9 10 people have died. What's your thought process? What is the thought process that goes behind? But I'm not going to die. I'm going to go anyway. Houseway. How? What's going on in your brain? What's, are you high? <laughs> what is going on? Nine people, have, and it's probably more than that, but nine people have died in the DR. Everything from uh, supposed heart attacks, to car accidents and running off of cliffs and and everything is going back to resorts. They drank something from the mini bar. This one group of friends, they were swimming in the pool and they got terribly, violently sick. It's like, bruh, stay out of the DR. There is there are so many other places to go. Go to the Bahamas, go to Jamaica. Go to uh, Mexico. Go to, uh, where's kidding? Go to Trinidad. Go to Europe. Girl, go to Spain. Go to Canada. Go to Toronto, Ontario, Vancouver, somewhere. Stay your butt. And that's me clapping. Let me give you the black girl clap. Stay Stay out of the DR. Because these people are refusing to, they're not shutting these resorts down. Look up any of the, look up, I'm sorry, I'm talking about look up. I meant to say look up any of the deaths that have happened in any of these resorts. And they are not shutting them down. They are wrapping up, they're doing a quick autopsy. And they're sending, they're shipping the people, the people's body back home. And they're moving along with business. That is the craziest thing I have ever seen, heard in all my life. Bruh, it's like, okay, I just, I can't, under, I don't understand. I just don't understand why people are still trying to go. And then Steve Harvey, I don't want to call him out of his name, but I'll say it this way. Steve Harvey comes from a generation of black folk that, are yes, I'm both, yes, I'm both black people. <laughs> and I, I don't. I know that sounds really disrespectful, but I don't, I, I don't mean it to be disrespectful. 
but the, uh, he is going to the DR. He has a hosting. He's hosting an event there, right at the, one of the same resorts where somebody died. He's hosting a. It's supposed to be some kind of festival. I think it's oh, it's called a Soul and Sand Festival on October 10th through October the 14th at the Hard Rock Hotel there. Uh, Hotel Rock. I'm sorry, the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Punta Cana. Where somebody died. <laughs> I'm just saying. Huh? What? How? How, Swang? Huh? I don't understand how he can look himself in the mirror and say, you know what? I'm going anyway. I'm going to host this event. I know what happened. I know, I know this resort didn't shut down when people died. I know they're covering their tracks. I know they're... I, I know all that, but I'm still going to go down here and host this event. All money is not good money. But like I said, he comes from that generation of black, of black folk that is a yes or both kind of person. And I'll just, I'll leave it at that. But I'll sum this up this way. Stay y'all butt out of the DR. Go somewhere else. Stay from down there. All right, moving along. We got to talk. This whole piece on these these Democratic um, presidential candidates running on reparations for black people. <sighs> y'all, I just, I, I'm not, first of all, I don't buy it. If you're not doing anything now as a senator, congressperson, some of these guys are like mayors, whatever their positions are currently right now in their various cities. If they're not doing anything now to transform black communities, how in the entire world do you think when they become the president, are they gonna all of a sudden, they're gonna push reparations for black people? Houseway, how? They're not doing anything as mayors, senators, AGs. Shout out to Kamala. When she was an AG, she locked up more black men than every AG before or after her. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, I'm confused. But okay. All right. No shade to her. I'm, 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 I am, I'm a proud of her that she's running for president. She will not be getting my vote, but I'm proud that she's running for president. But I say, how, how, how are they? They're running on this campaign to get black votes. I, I, it's a dog whistle, and I, but I hear it. They're trying to get black votes with the promise of, if you elect me, I'm going to do all of these great and wonderful things for black people to move black people forward so that black people can get all these opportunities that they, were, um, that they weren't allowed to get. And we're going to right the wrongs of 400 years of free labor i.e. slavery, I'm going to make sure that I right those wrongs when I become the president. That is the biggest song and dance I have ever seen. And it's funny that all of them, just about every Democratic presidential candidate is running on that. That's a part of their campaign, reparations. It's like one of them heard it, it's like, okay, well, let, I'm going to do it too. Well, she do, I'm running on reparations too. You go, well, It's like a what? Girl! <laughs> I, mm-mm, mm-mm. So push aside this whole reparations talk and just do your research on all the presidential candidates. 
look them, find out where they are now. Like I said, some of them are senators, you know, whatever, congresspersons, mayors, governors, um, ex vice presidents. Look them, look them up. Look at what they're doing now. What are they doing right now? What can you bang with and what you can't bang with? And then look at some of the platforms that they're aside from reparations. Don't just take that off the table altogether. Don't don't get bogged. Don't get bogged up in that song and dance. Every other thing that they're running on, see if you can bang with that. And then that's how you make your choice next year. You know what I mean? Go to some of some of them having town hall meetings. Some of them are, you know, on the campaign trail. They may be coming to your city. They might be on your favorite radio station or whatever. Listen to what they're saying. Just listen to what they're saying, you know, and make your choice that way. But don't get caught up in this reparations song. Like I said, song and dance, because I'm not buying it. <sighs> Child, let me calm down. <laughs> okay. So, what's up, y'all, with black people not wanting to go to the doctor? That, that, we got to talk about this for real, for real. Let me get comfortable. I don't understand. You listen, it's we have medical insurance out here in these streets. <laughs> I can't even get my words together. But black people refuse to go to the doctor. Not all, because listen, let me say something. My toe can hurt, and I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. I work too hard. I got great insurance, and I'm going to the doctor. Even when I wasn't working, I'm a veteran. And the veterans hospital is for me, and I go when I like I said when I was I didn't have a um job I have any insurance I went right to the veterans hospital. Yo, listen, I serve. You're gonna take care of me, and when I ain't like something, I talk to the patient advocate, and I keep I will <laughs> I report a doctor in a in a heartbeat. But I digress. We have got to stop this foolishness. Like, oh, well, if I go to the doctor, he might tell me I got cancer. Well, fool, you you probably do got cancer. And how will you know that you have cancer unless he tells you that you have cancer? Like, huh? Like, get your, get your annual checkup. Ladies, go and get your annual GYN. Get your butt to the dentist twice a year. If you can swing it, go three times a year. You'll have to pay a little bit out of your pocket for the dental, your, your third dental visit. But it, it's your, your teeth are worth it. Uh, brothers, get your prostate checked. Um, what else we need to be doing? Get your, go to an optometrist. Get them eyes checked. Get the visual fields done. Let them check the pressure in your eye. All of that good stuff. Beyond, can you read these letters? E L Q. Beyond all of that. Beyond getting some fly glasses, you need to know the health of your eye. And so get your butt an optometry appointment. Ophthalmology, if you really want to get it, get in there real good, you call you an ophthalmologist and say, listen, I need a thorough health, eye health examination. What else we need to be doing? We need to, I can't think of that. Those are the things that I do. What else? What else? What else? Get your butt in the gym. Get in the gym or walk or run or go do something at least three times a week. I settle for three times a week. I know we're supposed to do 30 minutes every day, but uh, listen, some of my people don't do nothing. So I got to start somewhere. Get in the gym at least three times a week. Like I said, if you don't have a gym, that's cool. You don't even have to go to a gym nowadays, honey. You got We got YouTube. 
We got all these apps. You can create your own gym in your own house. You can buy stuff off of Amazon and set it up. And yep, have one of your bedrooms be your own gym. You don't even need to go to the gym nowadays. Um, if you need a trainer, you can go on TaskRabbit or um, what's the other one? Uh, shoot. TaskRabbit. And it's another one where you can get um, a trainer to come to your house. If you Google personal mobile personal trainers, you'll find somebody that, can, that will come to your house. Like We don't have any excuse. Go walk around your block. Go walk. You know what I mean? Like, y'all know I have been back and forth with exercising since 2013. That's been six years. But I'm, I want I want to say, am I in it more than I'm out of it? I want to say now, in 2019, latter part of 2018 to now, I've been in it more than I've been out of it. I used to take, like, long breaks. I wasn't at the gym for, like, two weeks. Didn't go for a month and all this stuff. Now I'm more so in it than out of it. And I'm eating a lot better. I'm trying to do like more um, so-called grain bowls. It's just like grain, everything that you need in essence. Eating the rainbow, something that's red, that's blue or purple, um, orange, something yellow, something green, um, with grains on the side, a protein, um, some type of green vegetables, and then, you know, uh, nuts or something like that all in, into one, like a bowl, a grain bowl. Um, I'm trying to eat more stuff like that so I can get all of my nutrients in, more smoothies. Um, I do my smoothies with water. Try not to use milk um, in my smoothies because I don't want to, because, you know, milk has sugar in it. And I drink cow's milk. I don't drink almond milk or cashew milk or any of that. Um, I drink cow's milk, but I drink organic, lactose-free cow's milk and I try to do 1% or 2% um I, I I heard almond milk wasn't good for females so I don't drink almond milk and I don't drink I definitely don't drink soy milk and I I've definitely axed almond milk as well um I do coconut milk in my coffee they do a great coconut they do they do well in coffee but let's get back to the health thing um I try to cut, I try to lower salt as much as possible. Salt and sugar. Now, I got me, a, I have a mean sweet tooth, y'all. I'm talking about a vicious sweet tooth. But I, I know me, so I have to try. I don't buy a lot of sweet stuff in, at home to try to curve that. And so, when I, but I like cookies. So, when I buy cookies, I look at the back, of, I look at the label, and I make sure that the cookies don't have more than five grams of sugar in it. So, to some people, the cookies may be nasty, but to me, they taste fine. I do like shortbread cookies. Um, I bought these these little Italian shortbread cookies from Trader Joe's last week. They're pretty good. Uh, they taste better with peanut butter because they really they kind of bland a little bit. But I got the I got the it's a cookie. All all my mind needs to know is that it's a cookie, whether it's bland or not. I my mind don't care about that. <laughs> it just likes the fact that it's a cookie. So. But what we, what I got to do better at is water. I do not drink enough water, just being 100. So I'm going to get back. I got to get better at it. I need half of my body weight. I need 70 ounces of water a day. Um, and so, yeah. But that we got to listen. Listen, black folk, white folk, brown folk, Asian folk, all folk that listen to this podcast. Get your butt to the doctor. Go to, (laughs) 
Let them tell, let them check you out. Ask them questions. Don't let them get you in and out. You know how some doctors try to get you in there? First of all, they got you waiting forever. And then when you get back there, they want to rush through stuff. Uh, you're not going to rush me. I'm going to ask you 100 questions. I already got questions written out before I come and see you. So you go, no, 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 no. I got a question. What does that mean? And when you try to prescribe me some medicine, my first question is, what are the side effects of this medicine? And uh, especially if you give me two medicines, okay, how are they going to interact together in my body? What's, what's that going to look like? And then I come home and Google. I'm not going to just take medicine because you give it to me. I need to see. You know what I mean? So, um, and then I have a friend that's a pharmacist. Um, and then I have another friend that's an RN that's going to medical school. So I can always bounce things off of them too. So, um, yeah, bruh, we don't, we only get one life. Two, if you're born again, you get this life and then you get the life in heaven. Um, so I'm just saying you gotta take care while you're here. You gotta take care of this body. You gotta take care of it. And sleep, that's another one. Get yourself some sleep. We need at least seven hours. And I I go to bed too late. So I'm talking to you, but I'm talking to me on this sleep tip right here, honey. I got to start getting my behind in the bed so I can get seven hours of sleep. So I'm not waking up groggy <laughs> and irritated some mornings because I'm sleepy. So, yeah, we got to take care of better care of ourselves don't be out here unnecessarily obese. Nobody has any reason to be obese today. No excuse. I don't care where you live, where you're from. I know because you can always walk. If you can't get to a gym, if you don't have Wi-Fi, because I'm not naive enough to think that everybody has Wi-Fi. Everybody does not have Wi-Fi. Um, everybody does not even have a computer in the home. I, I realize and understand that. So, But you can walk. Walk around your block 20 times. Th that's something. To get you started. And once you check this out, once you get in and start work exercising, you just want it because you feel yourself getting stronger. That's how I am. When I when I'm consistent, when I started getting consistent last October, and I started seeing myself, oh wow, I can do this many push-ups, and now I can do this many push-ups. Or I can run for this amount of time, and now I can run for so I can I see myself increasing every week. I'm like, yo, I love it now. I, I love, I would, what I would like to do, one thing I would like to do, and I don't know um, if I'm going to do this, but I would like to have my own gym where I'm training um, stay-at-home moms. Because, you know, I, you know, stay, every stay-at-home mom is not like, you know, sitting at home eating bonbons. Some stay-at-home moms are fit to the nine, honey. They fit, they exercise, they eat healthy, all that good stuff. But then there are some stay-at-home moms that, that they, they don't consider their own health or their own body for whatever reason. Um, I would love to, to have a gym where stay-at-home moms can come, and then I'm, we're working out. We're getting, I'm getting them in the best shape that they can possibly be in. Not to look like somebody on Instagram or some celebrity or whatever, but based on their body type, their genetics, getting them into the best possible shape and fit and health that they can possibly get in. That's I, I think I would really, really enjoy that. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we'll talk more about it. I don't know. If I ask, if I decide to do it, I will definitely talk to you guys. I'll tell you guys about it on the podcast, and you can 
come and join my gym if you're a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> but yeah. And so we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, I do definitely have a call for justice. And I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming back. All right. On this segment, we, you know, the segment is called a call for justice. That's where we bring to the forefront injustices enacted against uh, black, brown people, black and brown people and women. And we call for their perpetrators to be held accountable. Um, this one is, it's very, it's disheartening, man. It's, I gotta take a break. Gotta take. I gotta take a not a break, but a breath. Okay, a precious woman. Her name is Cersei Renardo, forty-six-year-old mother of five. Right, black woman, out in Chicago. She stopped at the Walgreens last Wednesday, so the the twelfth of June. She stopped by the Walgreens to pick up some things. Right, and so the clerk at the Walgreens confronted her and accused her of shoplifting okay and so of course the miss uh vernardo i'm gonna make sure vernardo i'm sorry her let me spell her name for you because i want you to to do something after this her first name is s-i-r-c-i-e her last name is v-a-r-n-a-d-o okay so of course miss vernardo said no i you know i didn't steal anything no and so the clerk instead of calling the police right The clerk called a friend. So the friend came in, um, not a police officer. He came in and uh, uh, approached her and a scuffle ensued. So he, first of all, first of all, let me go back. He claimed, he shouted that he was the police. He was not, ladies and gentlemen, he is not the police. He identified himself as the police, which he is not. He is a security guard. Okay. So a scuffle ensued. She didn't know who he was. He talking about police, but whatever. A scuffle in a verbal. First of all, they verbally argued. And then they started to, they start, they got into a physical fisticuff. This man then shot Miss Vernardo in her head. He executed her. Did he stay there until the police came? No, he fled the scene. Right? Um, okay. So when the, do you think the police went to his house? Because the, the clerk knows exactly where he lives. It was her friend. Do you think the police went to her house? Do you think the police held the clerk as an accessory to a murder? No, they did not. The clerk went home. This is what they're doing to the murderer that killed Miss Bernardo. They are in conversations with him. He's not arrested. He's not in custody. They're in conversation with him. Huh? They say, this is what the Chicago PD is saying. So this is is what pisses me off about the Chicago PD. Y'all doing all this extraness with Jesse Smollett. All all of this daytime television award-winning extraness y'all did with this boy. And this woman is a real-life situation. This woman was murdered and taken away from her five children by a rental cop, a renter cop. Okay. And y'all, nothing. No, no press releases. No, I had to find this in an article. No press release. You don't hear the mayor. You don't hear the chief of police. No, nobody's doing press conferences. None of that. Okay. 
This is what this is. This is the police statement. He is an unofficial security guard. And he has a valid FOID card as well as a concealed carry license. License. As of Monday, this past this, the 17th of June, no charges have been filed in the case. Everybody at the sound of my voice, I need you to flood the mayor of Chicago, the chief of police at Chicago, city council people in Chicago. I need you to every NAACP office in Chicago, Black Lives Matter um, uh, chapters in Chicago, every organization that has anything to do with social justice in Chicago. I need you to find them, flood them. They have to press charges. I want them to press charges against this murderer and his accomplice, the clerk. Because has she not, has she called the police Possibly this woman could still be alive. They may have just, and I'm, and I'm saying it, it could have probably ended the same way because, you know, we got some janky police officers out there who come in real hot hand, ready to buck somebody down. But it could have ha- been possibly handled differently. If she had called the police, they, had a, they would have come in and say, hey, empty your pockets, whatever. She doesn't have anything. Let her buy her stuff and go on by her business. Or she has something, we're going to arrest her. And take her downtown. Whatever. She could have been alive. Had this clerk. Had not called her friend. How you gonna call your friend. And not the police. So yeah. We need to flood. Flood. Put this. Find, you can find this article on. Um, Essence Magazine. In the Essence Magazine. Or you can also Google her name. Like I said her name is Cersei. Vernardo. S-I-R-C-I-E. V-A-R-N-A-D-O. Please hashtag that on your Instagram social media page. Say her name, Cersei Bernardo. Um, yeah, we're not. You, no, no, no. We we cannot let uh, this. This is crazy. We cannot let another black woman go murdered, and and nothing is done. Like like I said in the last segment, all of these presidential candidates talking about reparations. We need you to get down. This is your your time to show black people what you can do. Do something about this case. All of y'all have some type of political power in some way, shape, or form. Do something about, lend your voice to this case. Here is your time. So, I'm, listen. This kind of stuff burns me up. But I'm a, every time I find something, I find this racist, demonic, evil stuff that happens to my people. I'm going to say something about it. I'm going to scream it at the top of my lungs until something is done. Until something is done. And we're going to keep. I'm going to keep fighting. For people that look like me. I'm going to keep fighting. For women. I'm going to keep fighting. For brown people. I'm going to keep speaking up. And speaking out. I promise you I will. And uh, like I always say y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm done on this one. I'm done. Like I always say. I want to see y'all in heaven with me. Don't mistake my Christianity. Um, for weakness. I am a Christian who loves social justice. I am a Christian who stands against injustices because the Bible stands against injustices because God is a God of justice. So that's how I can be a Christian that talks about social justice. You want me to give you some, this is for my deep Christians. Let me give you some scriptures on social justice. Acts 26, 18. 
Psalms 82, 3 and 4. Isaiah 117. Proverbs 14.31, Deuteronomy 24.14, and Leviticus 19.33-34. And I'm sure there's a tons more. Exodus 23 and 9. God is not for injustice. God is not for a people group being done wrong. He's not. He's not. He's not. So on that note, I'm out. And like I always say, I want to see y'all in heaven with me. Let's get it, baby.